We have some clients that live on $50,000 a year and they've got you know $250,000 that they're never gonna touch in their retirement savings. We have some other clients that have several million dollars with us under management and they need every penny of that to generate enough income for them to pay for the lifestyle because they have a six-figure lifestyle. There are many factors that contribute to success, skill, good work habits, positive mental attitude, and of course, proper planning. So let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in as Michael Stewart and I talk about investing finance and retirement. And we've got a great podcast lined up for you this week. We'll get to that in just a minute. But first, Mike, how you doing, my friend? You doing all right? I'm doing very well, Mark. How about yourself today? Hanging in there. Not doing too bad. Uh, moving my way through. We are in the uh, midst of September. I'm aging this month. I don't know how I feel about that, but I guess we age every day, right? But, you know, the old, the old birthday's rolling around, so it's like, eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> every year it shows up. But uh, let me ask you a quick question. I, I saw this and I thought, I don't know why it hit me this way, but it's really interesting. ExxonMobil has been replaced by Salesforce uh, as part of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, now, Exxon has been part of the Dow since 1928. And I don't know if, if folks aren't familiar with Salesforce. It's well, it's a software-based company. But imagine trying to explain somebody to somebody from 1928 what companies today do, something like that. It just, I don't know why that hit me strange, but it did. What's your thoughts on, on mobile uh, leaving the Dow? Yeah, for, so for, for a lot of our listeners that may not know, uh, so the Dow Jones is one of the oldest stock indexes out there. So it precedes the S&P 500 and definitely, you know, the tech-heavy NASDAQ and that. And it can comprise of about 30 stocks. And the 30 stocks are supposed to be representative of, you know, the U.S. economy in general. What's happened, you know, with the, the growth of a lot of tech names like Salesforce and Google and Facebook and all those is that over the years, especially the last 10 or 20, it, it hasn't really represented the entire economy as much as some of the old, more brick and mortar kind of stalwarts. But when you talk about Salesforce replacing ExxonMobil, you know, the only constant has changed when you think about it. If you go back to 2000, so you go back to 20 years, ExxonMobil was one of the largest companies in the Dow Jones and the S&P 500. And now it represents such a smaller portion of it because energy and its stock value is down so much that it no longer represents as large a portion as far as the market. But they're not alone though. If you look at just the last 15 years, household names like Goodyear Tire, General Electric, Citibank, Bank of America, General Motors, all of those were kicked out of the Dow Jones and replaced with other companies as well. So it's not an uncommon occurrence. Uh, it just seems that, you know, it's kind of like that long lost love that all of a sudden, you know, everybody <laughs> knows ExxonMobil and now they're not around anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, it kind of made me, it seemed like a nice transition to our topic today, which is really obsolete retirement planning ideas. And I guess all things at some point start to become more obsolete. Not necessarily saying that ExxonMobil is obsolete, but, you know, ways of thinking or technology moves forward, so on and so forth. And from that standpoint, just think about your iPhone or your laptop, for that example. You know, it seems like every two years now we're having to swap these things out. The battery won't stick around as long or whatever the case might be. They're always updating them anyway. But there's always some reason with technology that we have to continually replace it. So I thought, well, let's take a look at a few retirement planning ideas that may or may not be outdated. And, of course, we'll get your take on this and see what you think. Let's start with the 4% rule because it's pretty well known. Most people know what this is or at least have a rough idea. But tell us what it is and what's your thoughts on it being obsolete or not. 
Yeah, so the, the 4% rule, I, I don't have an issue with 4% necessarily. It depends on how your allocation is to determine if that 4% actually makes sense for you. Fidelity came out with a survey uh, earlier in the year that said, given where bond rates are now, given where interest rates are right now, and this is you know pre-COVID, that maybe 23 2.4% should be the new withdrawal rate, which means you'd have to save twice as much money to get the same income. So that 4% rule is came out in 1994 by an advisor named William Ben and he wrote a, a paper that basically said, what's the rule of thumb for your withdrawal rate from your retirement accounts, like your IRAs and your 401ks, where hopefully you don't run out of money. Now, the reason I don't think it applies as much, at least under his theory, is he was saying if you were in that balanced portfolio, you know, 60, 70 percent in stocks, the rest of it in bonds, then over time, if you back test it, you should be able to take out 4 percent, but not necessarily run out of money in most instances. Why that's a problem is if you think about the 90s and the market and the interest rates we had in the 90s, your bonds were paying you 5, 6 percent. Your stocks were growing at double digits. So to make an assumption that even if the market's down, you could still take out 4%, yeah, that was pretty fair given market conditions. When you take a look at where we are with interest rates and the volatility in the market today, that no longer applies. Well, and to that point, the next one kind of fits into that. So the 10-5-3 rule, what is that one, Mike? And again, is it obsolete? Yeah, so the 10-5-3 rule is that over time, you can expect to get about 10% from your stocks, 5% from your bonds, and even your cash should get you about 3%. But when you take a look at the environment that we're in right now, cash is returning zero, basically. You know, your bank's not paying you anything, so you can't assume 3% on that. Your bonds right now are typically paying you somewhere between 1% and 3% if they're pretty decent credit quality. Right. And the stock market, you know, we went over it in the last podcast. You know, if you take a look at the last four or five, four years, we've had two years where the market's up double digits and two years where the market's been either flat or down. So you really can't count on that 10%. Over the very long term, you know, over 30 years, sure, you can count on about 10% because that's historically over the last 100 years what it'll do. But on any shorter period of time, it's really just a crapshoot. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. As soon as I was looking at that, I was like 3% on cash. Boy, people would just be all excited about that right about now. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So some obsolete retirement planning ideas. Uh, the old, this is not necessarily a rule, but the old saying that we need to move from stocks to bonds as we get older and a little extra piece in here. A lot of people probably don't realize that the bond market is much larger than the stock market, but uh, that's another little, little piece uh, for you to think about. But is that still the case? Should we move to something like bonds as we age? Yeah, what you want to do is you want to reduce your risk because you no longer have the capacity to su sustain large losses, especially as you're getting closer to retirement. So that's where that adage that you go from you know risky stocks and stock market to bonds. But once again, that's also when bonds were paying you 5% as a yield, so that if you only needed to take 4% or 5% as an income stream, then that way you could make sure that your principal was protected and you could still get the same income. Today, that's much more challenging. You know, when, when we talk with some clients, if they're okay and it makes sense from a risk standpoint, you know, we're using things that we call like bond proxies. And what that means is something that stands in the place of bonds might have a little bit more risk, but can it generate the current income? but also give you some growth over time. We call it kind of an income and growth strategy. So sure, we'll have some money in the bonds and preferreds and these bond-like instruments, things paying three, four, five percent in interest and dividends. But then we'll also say, if we want to keep up with inflation, if we want to have some growth, but we don't necessarily take a tremendous amount of risk, might it make sense for a certain percentage of it to go into like dividend paying stocks? So, you know, your blue chip, strong balance sheet, 
because a lot of dividend paying stocks now are paying four, five percent plus. So you could peel off that income to help supplement your current income. And over time, yeah, there'll be a little bit more volatility, but over time, the value of those shares, when you look out three years, five years plus, should be up. And that kind of gives you an income today, but also growth for the future. Yeah, see, if I, and that's one of the reasons, folks, why we call the show the Retirement Success Blueprint is because trying to map out, you know, it's going to be the best strategy. There's so many different things you can do for individuals. Every situation is different, so it's always important to just talk about your unique situation, especially when it comes to some of these retirement planning ideas that may or may not be obsolete. This one's a pet peeve that just always drives me nuts when I see this one, but it's I don't think it's going away anytime soon, and that's that whole million-dollar thing, Mike, where got to get to the point where I have a million dollars, and then... And only then will I be ready for retirement. Everyone's needs are, are different. And that's, and I agree with you, you know, and that, what's that, what's your number? You know, one of the big insurance companies out there selling annuities says, you know, what's your number? What's your number? And, you know, has all these actors out there, you know, so I'm st- stretching out ribbon, you know, to figure right. out their number. Right. Uh, but really, you know, that number is arbitrary. You know, a million dollars to one family may be a tremendous amount. To another family, it may not be enough. And, you know, so when we sit down and we do our retirement success blueprint, you know, our patented financial planning process, we figure out, okay, what's the cash flow that we need? How much income do we need in retirement? And then how much debt are we even going into retirement with? If we're going into retirement with no debt, we don't have a mortgage, don't have a car payment, we've got cash in the bank, plus our investments, we're all good. We don't necessarily need a million dollars. We don't necessarily need half a million dollars or if we've got a pension or something. Whereas somebody that goes in and they might have a million or $2 million in the retirement accounts, but they also have a $300,000 mortgage and two luxury car payments and they've got credit card debt. So their cash flow needs on a monthly basis are much higher. We have some clients that live on $50,000 a year and they've got you know $250,000 that they're never gonna touch in their retirement savings. We have some other clients that have several million dollars with us under management, and they need every penny of that to generate enough income for them to pay for the lifestyle because they have a six-figure lifestyle. So there is no right or wrong on that. You just need to know what your income number is going to be and where you're going to generate that retirement income from within your investments. So it's not about having a certain number. It's about being able to generate an income stream you can't outlive. Well, let's use income as our final point here this week on these retirement uh, planning ideas that may or may not be obsolete. I mean, to me, this is sound like I think for most people, when you think about this and you say it, it sounds like it makes sense, but the realities of life kind of dictate that it probably isn't. So what's your take on the fact that you need less income in retirement than you'll need or that you needed when you were working? That's an old kind of a, you know, mantra that you've heard for many years. Well, you'll need less income once you get to retirement. Yeah. And that's a a misnomer. I think that's out there is, you know, we tell clients for the first couple of years of retirement, you're probably going to need a hundred percent of the pre-retirement income that you had. And it's just because you're going to have more time on your hands to do things. You're going to travel, you're going to go see the kids and grandkids. You're going to want to volunteer and donate at church. You're just going to do a lot of, a lot more things because you got a lot more free time that, you know, for the last 30 plus years, you haven't had that opportunity. And, you know, of course, mm-hmm. with the grandkids, you want to spoil them. So, of course, you're going to spend more money. So, that's part of it. And on the other side of it is that, you know, even when that part slows down over time, are you really going to say, hey, three years into retirement, I want to live on a diminished lifestyle? I don't want to do all the fun things that I just did the last couple of years? Of course not. So, you know, might you be able to live on 75 or 85% of your pre-retirement income? Oh, very good chance. What sacrifices do you want to make in order to make that happen? You know, so now if going, you know, I'll tell you the, the positive side of it, if going into retirement, 
you treated yourself by paying off the mortgage and paying off the cars. So now you don't need as much cash flow just to pay the bills that are going out every month. Then sure, you can live on less income than you did when you were working. But if the obligations going out on a monthly basis, the same debt, same payments and that are going to go out, there's a pretty good chance in retirement you're going to need a comparable income than what you had beforehand. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, there's so many shades, if you will, to a color, right? You, your favorite color is blue. And you could nowadays, you think there's 47 different shades of blue. Well, if there's different flavors, there's different strategies, there's different things for every different kind of lifestyle because everyone's so different. And how they want to approach it and how they're going to go into retirement can be different from person to person to person. So, yeah, some of these planning ideas might be a bit dated. And, of course, like anything, you always want to make sure that you're talking with your advisor on how to get the best strategy rolling for you that's going to work with your situation. And if Mike's here to help, if you've got questions, as always, reach out to him before you take any action at 815-526-3092. It's 815-526-3092. He's the founder at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. You can find him online as well at crystallaketax.com. That is crystallaketax.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can find it all there on the website. And you can also submit an email question to the show. If you'd like, and we try to take some of those, at least once of those, uh, one of those, just about every podcast. So let's see what we got from Dylan over in Evanston. And Dylan says, my husband and I always argue because I want to redo our kitchen, but he says we need to save more for retirement. We've already saved a lot. Mike, how much is enough? Well, they're putting you on the, she's putting you on a spot there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Dylan, two things on that one. One is going back to that, you know, is a million dollar the magic number for you, right? So there's really is no how much is enough as, and when you say, say we saved a lot, there's a lot of wiggle room and you know what a lot is. Right. Uh, but, but let me tell you how we approach it in my practice with, with prospective clients that, that, that come in or new financial planning clients. Uh, the first thing that we do is we build, and this is whether you're 50, 55, 65, we build your retirement income plan because that says, okay, based on what you've already saved and your current level of savings going forward, if we don't make any adjustments, are you going to be able to achieve all the things that you want to in retirement, have the income that you want, be able to spend the things that you want, be able to travel, whatever that happens to be, it's different for everybody. But once, it, Dylan, if you if you figure that out and you put that plan together, that financial plan that lays that out and says, hey, we're ahead of the game saving, we're doing well, then you can go back and just point to that plan and you tell your husband, you know what, I'm redoing the kitchen because we're on track. <laughs> now, if you get through that planning process and you're a little bit shy or it's borderline or so, well, then different decisions have to be made. You might need to save more because it's going to be more important not to redo the kitchen and more important that you can retire on the timeline that you two want to rather than, you know, just get a, a refresh of the cabinets and other things. Now, it sounds like you've been pretty diligent, especially if you think that you've saved a lot over this time frame. So I think a lot of people find value in just getting that plan put together because all it does is confirm what they already know, that they're going to be okay. And really, when we do financial plans for anybody, it's less about all the minutia and all the details, except for, you know, maybe our engineer clients. Most just want to know, am I going to be okay? Am I in a position to where I'm not going to run out of money? And if there's a gap in there, what's that gap? So I have plenty of time to fill it. You know, so am I going to be okay is really what they're trying to find out at the end of the day. So Dylan, you know, we'd love to help you out. Either work with us, work with another fiduciary advisor just to find out if you're going to be okay and if you can get your kitchen done. There you go. Great question. Thank you so much for submitting it. Again, folks, go to crystallaketax.com to check out Mike and the team and learn more about what they do, as well as submit an email question or subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify. 
uh, or iHeart or Stitcher or so many out there. He's got more than two decades of experience as a financial planner and just a great resource for you to tap into. Crystal Lake is a one-stop shop with a CPA, enrolled agent, paralegal, all those things that you know can help you pull this together. So reach out and let him know and get started with your own blueprint at 815-526-3092. And Mike, my friend, thank you so much for your time. As always, I appreciate it. I always find something interesting and fun to kind of talk about with you on here. And hope you have a great week and look forward to talking to you soon. Always a good time hooking up with you, Mark. Thanks. We'll see you next time here on the Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities.